Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I know that you are going to absolutely love the show today. I can't wait for you to hear my guest story. Her name is Emily Sinlinger. And before I forget, at some point throughout the show, you're going to hear that she has this five-minute consultation that she teaches from stage at the various trade shows. And I asked her to teach it later on in the year with me. But then after the show, I had this epiphany and I thought, oh my gosh, I got to get her to the Beauty Biz Workshop and share this hugely important process with us from stage. So I'm excited to officially announce that Emily is going to be one of my speakers at the Beauty Biz Workshop, which is happening October 1st and 2nd in Palm Springs, California. Now, I'm excited to have her there And I know you're going to love the podcast today. I know you're going to love learning from her in person if you choose to attend the workshop, but I have to bring something to your attention. And that is the former flight attendant in me is going to tell you that travel does not reward the procrastinator. So if this is something that you know you truly want to be part of, the Beauty Biz Workshop, which I've designed to be the premier business training in our industry to help you attract more clients, to get more referrals, and to bust through these crazy industry norms that we're supposed to be making near poverty level income. If you know this is where you want to be, then get your travel plans laid out and organized and make sure that they are ready to go because now's the time to commit to something like this and to get the travel arranged. Again, travel does not reward a procrastinator. So make sure if you want to be part of this, you visit beautybiz.live. Visit the webpage beautybiz.live and grab your ticket now. And especially for those of you who want to budget out your travel, we've created a three-pay system that we're going to offer for a few weeks so you can do this in a way that feels really easy, simple, and exciting for you. And now I would like to introduce you to my guest, Emily Sinlinger. Emily has a great story that I know is going to inspire you. She was in college studying golf management, and her last year of college, she had what I like to call a beauty biz epiphany. And Emily decided to change paths and went to school to become an esthetician. She will freely admit that her first three years in the industry were a struggle. And then she's going to share with you what she did that created a massive shift and made her become really book solid, the go-to gal in her community, and how she has grown tremendously. She now owns a spa that has nine employees in Reno, Nevada, and she's actually stepped out of the treatment room to make a dream of hers come true. And that is she has created a skincare line called Sorella Apothecary. It's a gorgeous line. And I know that her story is really going to inspire you. Not only does she share her story in an inspirational way, but she does provide a ton of really easy to implement success tips throughout our interview. So go ahead, listen in, enjoy the show today. And if you are feeling like she's got you lit on fire and you want more, join us at the Beauty Biz Workshop in October. Okay, stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. 
I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. Hey, everybody, it's Lori Crete here. Welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. And today I'm excited to introduce you to Emily Sindlinger. She is a licensed esthetician and spa owner and actually has some exciting information to share with us about how she stepped out of the treatment room and started her own skincare line. So welcome, Emily. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Where are you located? I live in Reno, Nevada. Very cool. And you're still a licensed esthetician, right? Yep, I am. I actually um, got to step in the treatment room a few weeks ago. We had a scheduling issue and it's so fun. I came home and my husband's just like, you love it, don't you? (laughs) You actually went back into the treatment room and took over a little bit? Just for, yeah, just for a day. Um, I saw some old clients and I told my clients, I'm like, I should be paying you. (laughs) It was fun, but yeah, I miss it, but Um, I get to still have my hands in it every now and again. One of the reasons I was so excited to feature you on the show today is because I feel like you are doing something that a lot of people don't even realize is possible in this industry, and that is wearing a lot of hats. So I want to talk a little bit if you're a mom, right? Yep. I have two little girls. Okay. And then your husband is part of your business. Yep. He's the CEO. He does a few other things too, but yeah, it's the name of the skincare line is Sorella, which means sister in Italian. And so it's me. And then actually it's his sister. So my sister-in-law, and obviously we're kind of the face of the company, but he is very much so involved. So yeah, it's, it's a family business. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how you're doing it all, but let's tell our listeners what it is that you do. You have your licensed esthetician, you own a spa in Reno, right? Yep. Yeah. We have five treatment rooms. Awesome. And then you have the skincare line. Yep. Every day is a new surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's so many people that think they have to become a licensed practitioner in this industry, and that's all they can do is work in that treatment room. So let's talk a little bit about you've been an esthetician for 11 years. Yep. And you started in one treatment room. Where'd you start? Yeah. So I went to school. I went to college in Las Vegas, graduated and decided to switch gears. Actually, my senior year in college, I knew I wanted to be an esthetician. What were you studying in college? Golf management, which when I tell people that people don't really even know that was a major, but I, um, I was teaching golf lessons in the summers. It was part of the program you had to do an internship. So I got to live in some really cool towns and I was working a lot of hours. It was, you know, six days a week. And at the time my sister was starting her family. And I just thought there's no way I can, you know, work these kind of hours and have a family. So I thought esthetician school would be awesome. And I could set my own schedule and work Monday through Thursday. And my clients would come in 11 to four, which is (laughs) the complete opposite of what happened. But right, our clients don't come, you know, when we want to see them. So I went to esthetician school and applied at the strip. I thought, you know, I don't have a clientele and I didn't have the money to start on my own. And at the time it was 2006, the economy was still going and just prior to tanking, (laughs) just prior to, yeah, exactly. And so I, 
all those casino spas on the strip said, you know, you have to at least have five years experience. And so I called my mom after, you know, my weekend of dropping off resumes and just said, you know, crap, what the heck am I going to do? I just spent all this money on my esthetician license. And so she found a little room to rent in Reno, which is where I grew up and all my family lived here. So I moved back and it was $200 a month. And she a went, month? Yes. Yeah, so exactly. So, I mean, it was a little tiny room. It's, I think it's now like 800 a month. It was a steal of a deal back then, but she loaned me $10,000 and to get started. And it's funny cause she loaned me the $10,000 thinking that, um, I'd pay her back in a few months and it actually took a year and a half because it was so much harder than I thought to get started. And so I guess it was probably about three years in when I just, I almost quit many, many times, but the three year mark was really hard for me. And I just thought, you know, I had all these you know, family members and aunts and cousins and friends and why aren't they coming to me? And it felt really icky, you know, to be honest, it was just what the heck am I doing? So I decided to go to the Las Vegas skincare show, which is in this weekend. And that's when I kind of decided to, you know, recommit myself to this cool, unique industry that I have already invested so much time and money into. So long answer to how I got started, but I went to Vegas and came back a different person. I was just more confident. My energy was different and people even noticed it about me too. And I really believed in what I was offering after that point. And I pinpoint it to, I learned how to sell. And I realized after that, that I was a salesperson in this industry, which is a little bit scary, but that's when I really became successful in this industry is when I started selling myself, selling what I was offering and that was kind of the inspiration behind the skincare line too, was that I, I kind of figured it out, I guess you could say, and figured out how to be successful as a solo esthetician and kind of expand that. And I really just wanted to share that with other estheticians and share that success that I was having. I'm still reeling a little bit that you found a room for $200 a month 11 (laughs) years ago, because I, when I first went out on my own, it was about 15 years ago and my rent was $200 a week for a tiny room. I couldn't put the bed in the middle of the room. I had to shove it up against the wall. There was no sink. There was no air conditioning in it. So gosh, what a great find for you. Thank you, mom. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's, um, we're in Reno, so we're not in LA and it all, it wasn't very pretty. Let me just put it that way. It was, um, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) I love the fact that you invested in going traveling and and immersing yourself in a learning experience. And that was the pivotal change for you because that's, I have a workshop coming up in October and I think it gets, it's really overlooked. People go out and they try to buy a new piece of equipment or they try to get this amazing, trendy new service to offer their clients. And they forget you need more than that to reel the right clients in, right? Yeah, definitely. I've heard you talk about the shiny object syndrome, which I definitely have been guilty of, but it was amazing that after that skin show, really nothing changed but me. I mean, I was still in the same room, same product lines. You know, I switched up my menu a little bit, but yeah, it was just, it was just me. I love, love, love how that happened for you. I really do think we overlook the value in investing in ourselves because that's where the growth starts. Yes. I highly recommend going to a trade show or some sort of training at least, you know, once or even twice a year, if you can, it's easy to get comfortable in this industry, you know, as much as, you know, I love it and it's fun. Um, sometimes it does feel like, you know, you're just going through the motions when you see the same people every month and you're kind of just doing the same thing. I always come back from a trade show and 
and just loving it. And I, so I did after that third year, I went every year. And I think that's maybe when my love for just these trade shows began. And that's where it's so fun with the skincare line is we get to go to 17 of them a year. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about how you went from being in your treatment room to opening a spa. And then I want to segue right into how you started developing the skincare line because it's gorgeous. And I want everyone to know about that too. So, okay. You had the shift from a trade show. How did you know, okay, I want to expand and have employees because I think this is a big, tough decision for so many practitioners out there is the pivotal point. Do I expand or am I okay where I'm at? So I was pretty successful. I was booked, you know, I was making money and it kind of happened, I guess, by accident, you could say a gal approached me and said, you know, I like what you're doing. I just graduated from school. Would you be willing to train me for free? And then I could, I have, you know, my own clientele, I guess, you know, I have a few people that are following me from beauty school and um, work for you and under commission. And so it was, you know, again, it was just a little one room show. Um, and she, I would come and there would be envelopes of (laughs) the money that she would leave me. You know, she kind of did it on her off hours and, it was an amazing little fit. Um, she was adorable and I thoroughly enjoyed training her. And that's kind of when the light bulb went off and I thought, well, if I can do one person and it's making me this much money, you know, why can't I do four? Um, and I knew that with my location that, you know, I had found for my spa that I wanted to expand, I could basically cover all of the costs just on my income that I was bringing out in my own aesthetic business. So the first two years were so rough and I made so many mistakes with expanding and that I didn't have operating capital. And so what was happening is all of the money that I was making with doing my facials and being in the treatment room full time was going right back into the spa and going into other people's paychecks. And you know what, can I just hit the pause button for a second? Because I feel like that's where so many people get stuck. So I am really excited to hear about how you created this shift. Yeah, the first few years were rough. I mean, I, I had to sell my car. It was I had many moments of, you know, quitting, literally blood, sweat and tears ran into this spot. But after that third year, so I think, you know, I continually went to the trade shows and I was investing a lot back into the business. I really, you know, luckily I didn't have to bring home a ton of money and that my husband had a job, but it, it was hard to say the least. But I invested in training my team because I knew that's what I liked. I knew that kind of was the shift that helped me from one to two people. And so I thought, well, if I can train these people to do exactly what I'm doing, then, you know, that should be the growth that I need. And that's exactly what happened. So I created 12 trainings, essentially. We met once a month and I trained on things like how to increase your retention or how to cross promote yourself from brows to facials or facials to makeup or how to upsell your treatments product recommendation, the consultation. So I had 12 basic trainings that I kind of created and it was crazy how I think it all, you know, it got them excited, even though it was something that was directly benefiting me, it was also benefiting them. And that's really when I think the shift for the spa and the success happened. How many estheticians or how many employees do you have at your spa? So we have five estheticians, we have two massage therapists, and then we have two manicurists right now. And do you own the spa with your sister-in-law or is this your business? And then you guys started the skincare line together. Yeah, exactly. So the spa is just mine. And then the skincare line um, we did together. I know that you have something that you said, like the five minute consultation technique or system or something like that. And I want to invite you. I, I know that in the fall, 
I'm going to be announcing something and I'm going to bring in experts to teach. This is your invitation to come teach that for me <laughs> in, the, in the little club that I'm creating because it's where it starts. It's that first contact with another human and it's really your opportunity to connect in a very unique way, right? Yeah, definitely. I say, you know, I tell people I can teach you to give an insanely great facial in, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Like it's just some key touch points and things that I do that kind of make my facial different than others. Um, but I think, you know, the hardest part is that five minutes before and after the facial. And that's where I think that we really make our money. And that's kind of where I go into selling yourself and making it all about them and figuring out their problems so you can easily recommend the concerns. So yeah, it's really fun. It's the class that I've been teaching all year at these trade shows. So if you attend a trade show, I would love for you to come to the class. It's called the five minute consultation. And yes, Lori, I would love to come and teach it to do whatever you have in the works. <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. Because I just think these little tiny tips. We're so caught up in instant success and that's not it. It's learning these systems that the truth is success leaves clues. And if somebody like you, you're willing to share this element, you guys go listen to her at trade shows. This is where you will see a pivotal shift in your business. Somebody who's willing to share a trade secret with you. So you teach a two hour class on a five minute consultation. Yes. Yep. You know, I'm a talker, which is probably good that we have a time limit today because I can <laughs> think about this stuff. <laughs> Usually the questions get going and, you know, it's so much more than the consultation. I stick to a slideshow, but I make it interactive, too. If you have a question while I'm going, you know, I I like to address it. And usually people have questions about the skincare line and how to sign up an account or, you know, ingredients or stuff like that. So it actually the two hours goes by really fast for me. Okay, so let's talk about this now, because I think you're doing something that a lot of people dream about doing it. To me, it sounds so scary, because I don't know if you've heard me before. But I always say I'm going to be in my treatment room until you have to wheel me out to the retirement home. Like I love being in the treatment room. And people say to me, why don't you start a product line? Just not my thing at all. I'd rather teach marketing. But I know a lot of people would really admire what you've so bravely accomplished. So what day did it hit you? You probably remember where you said, okay, I'm going to start a skincare line and I'm going to step out of the treatment room. Well, so yeah, it didn't quite happen just like that. I stepped out of the treatment room when I started having kids. So it was actually a little before the skincare line. And to be honest, the skincare line, like you said, it was always just a dream of mine, but I never, ever in a million years thought that it would be a reality because it is, it's so daunting. And so my husband, he came to the skincare shows with me. And so he claims it was actually his idea, which I'll give him the credit. He's an amazing <laughs> businessman. And I think he saw, you know, like there's so many different skincare lines out there. Like this, this is just crazy. And probably have experienced picking which line you're going to carry as an esthetician. It's overwhelming. So it was kind of a collaborative idea and it kind of developed over time. And that's kind of how my sister-in-law became involved too, is because I, you know, I'm creative to an extent, but I am much more passionate about, I guess, the aesthetic side of it. And so she took on um, all of the branding and the packaging and the design. And that was a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders because there's no way I could have done it without her. It's gorgeous. I have your brochure sitting right in front of me because I want to ask you about a few products in a second. But it, it, you guys didn't excuse my language, half-ass anything. Like, <laughs> I imagine clients are very drawn to this line when it sits on a shelf because it's so beautiful. It definitely draws them over. They're intrigued. And same with the estheticians, too. I think estheticians are excited about it, too, because it is pretty and it makes it easier to sell. And 
I mean, we've had people sign up for accounts that haven't even tried the products, which is a little crazy to me. It took her three years to, you know, work on the packaging. People ask us all the time, where did you do your packaging? And it's probably, you know, spread over 30 different places, to be honest. Everything from like the ribbon that goes on our boxes to the lids, the caps, the the packaging was such a process. It's not like you can go to some place and pick through a catalog what you want. It was the complete opposite and at times a nightmare, to be honest. It actually spent as much time for us to develop the packaging as it did the actual product. So I know you sent me a huge, beautiful box full of stuff. And at the time I was going through some skincare hell, to be honest with you. I couldn't use anything except for a basic cleanser and a moisturizer because I was rashing out everywhere. But I think I've got that under control and I'm going to go, are you going to sell products at the show? Because I got to get my hands on some of the mint poppy seed polish. Yeah, we sell products at the show. Awesome, because I'm a sucker for anything with mint and polish in the in. The <laughs> <name>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I had a cool assignment um, when I was in esthetician school. I had a more holistic instructor, and she gave us the assignment to create three skincare products that can be found from ingredients in your kitchen. And so I took the assignment very seriously and went to Whole Foods and spent way more money than I had on ingredients. But I made a poppy seed avocado manual exfoliant. And so that was the inspiration behind that product. And I was amazed at the assignment as how great my skin felt from using these basic ingredients that can be found in the kitchen. So, but yeah, that's one of my favorites. I don't know if it's like having children, you really probably don't have a favorite. You love them all differently, but is there something in this line that you go, okay, I'm just going to be honest. It's my favorite. It changes weekly, to be honest, because I do have all 27 products sitting on my bathroom counter and I I use different ones. Um, So this week it's the balm. I feel like it's gotten pretty hot here in Reno and it's over 50% beeswax, which can be a little bit scary to someone's skin like me where I have adult acne to say or I'm always struggling with breakouts. But it actually has the complete opposite effect, whereas if I have, you know, some blemishes, I'll put the balm on and they're gone the next day. So it kind of just coats the skin and helps balance out the sebum production. And it's just from feedback that I've been getting from accounts, seeing the orders that are coming through, I would say that's that's becoming the next top seller right behind the watermelon mint toner is been our top seller. And then the lip product, the avocado oil lip product is is a really popular one, too. Awesome. I'm going to grab some of that watermelon mint hydrating mist too, because I'm in Palm Desert and it's funny you forget because Reno is pretty dry, right? The climate's pretty dry there. Yes. It's horribly dry. Yeah. You go somewhere like we go to Hawaii every year and I look 10 years younger instantly. We forget we need to be constantly shifting our pH balance when we live in certain areas. So I want to try some of that, but would you tell me, because I am not a believer that everything is for everybody, right? You can't be everything to everyone. You end up being a whole lot of nothing. So <laughs> if you had to tell me what type of spa or what type of esthetician you think this line would speak to their skincare soul or be easy for them to sell, do you have like a prototype of a business that should carry your products? Yeah, we do. Well, it's interesting because we are in some pretty big resort spas, but then we have solo estheticians too. So it's hard to pinpoint on the exact one, but I would say any esthetician or spa director director or somebody that's looking for a line that's really easy to use. We have, you know, 27 products, but they all have a specific function and type. So we make it really easy to recommend a full regimen for somebody. And that's kind of what I specialized in. And what got me successful was it's a glorious line to use in the treatment room and that, it, you know, it's fun for estheticians. It's fun for clients because it smells really good, but it's really easy to pull out a few problems that are concerns that they're having and then give them a really nice regimen. And the results are amazing. I mean, people's skin is just radiating with health after 
they use their products for just a few days. So really, to answer your question, I guess an esthetician that maybe isn't happy with the line that they're using, that wants a line that is really easy to use, it's very clear for the consumer. I think when the consumer gets confused, you know, they don't buy. And so we have made it really easy for the esthetician. Back bar of everything, it's cost effective. And we have training videos and everything too. And we actually have videos that I did where it's my spiel on each of the products. And I think that's a really easy way to train is when you can hear somebody else talk about the product and, you know, what it does, two key ingredients and their function and kind of my little spiel on how I sell it. It makes it really easy for them to sell. I think when something is designed by a practitioner who really gets what our challenges are as estheticians in such a saturated market, it does make it easier for us to get this stuff in the hands of our clients. And you're right. A confused mind says, no, if you have 600 SKUs, it's hard for your employees. It's hard for you to sell. And it's confusing for the client, you know, that's looking at everything going, oh, gosh, what the heck do I get? But I hope I don't put you on the spot here. But I just I'm curious because this is a big concern to myself and a lot of other practitioners in the industry. How do you control the online retail sales? Are you selling it online as well as a company or is it available on Amazon? Yes. So yes. Thank you, Laurie. So yeah, we do sell on SorellaApothecary.com and this decision was made based around, you know, if you go to all of the big sites, they have 30 online retailers. And what I don't like about them is you can't guarantee that, you know, I don't know how long that product's been sitting on that shelf. And I'm sure these big orders are really enticing to some of these companies, but we didn't want to go that route. So we wanted to ensure that our products are, you know, as current as possible. They're not expired. And we'd rather them be sold from us. And as a spa owner and an esthetician, I find that my clients buy from me anyways. And I offer free shipping. Always something we have a even has a little counter card that says, you know, don't want to drive across town to get your eye cream, you know, we'll ship for free. And and I see all the orders that come through and not one of my clients has bought online versus buying from the spa. So it wasn't really something that I think affects estheticians when you really break it down. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. And that's something I try to teach all the time in my trainings. You can't sit around and complain about Amazon or these big department stores selling products if you're not willing to add some value to your offerings. And part of it is ship for free. I pick one day a week and I box everything up, shove it in the envelope and out it goes. Yeah. My front desk gal does it. It's minimal time. And I get why these moms don't want to drive across town and struggle with parking to get to my spa for the, to replace their eye cream. So we try and make it as easy as possible. And I think when you have a loyal clientele, they want to support you. So I hope you heard that awesome success tip she just gave us. And that is get some shelf talkers up. What do you say? If you don't want to drive across town, don't worry, we ship for free. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And how, what'd you do? Just print out a little sign or made a pretty graphic online and framed it or Yeah, it's just in a little frame. Yeah. And that's another thing with Sorella. We have shelf talkers for all of our products. And then we have, we have a little shelf talker. We keep it behind the front desk because, you know, it's hard to train your entire team on every single product. So we make it really easy for them to reference these little cards and learn the product line. Awesome. This sounds so cool. So another question, do you have uh, minimum orders for practitioners or how does that all work if they wanted to set up an account with you? Yeah. So it is $3,000 for an opening order and it's completely customizable. So we really, we can help you put the order together. I love doing calls with people and kind of getting to know their business and then making recommendations from that. And one thing that I am is really honest as far as I think you should do. I just did one with, she's the number one 
makeup artist and for Lake Tahoe weddings. And she signed up an account because she wants to get her bride's skin in shape for the big day. And so we really created products that are geared just for that. And so I think she ordered 40 of the watermelon mint hydrating mist because it can also set the makeup, but it's really good for balancing the skin. So an opening order is 3000 and then there's no minimum reorders. And we have a really cool sample program because as being a spot owner and an esthetician, I see a huge value in, you know, you need testers, you need samples. And with every opening order, you get a free launch kit, which is a $350 value of everything you would need from marketing materials to everything to successfully launch the line. But my favorite part is you get a free on-site training. So either myself or we have a few other educators that will fly out and train you and your team for an entire day. And then we also help you with a launch event that night. Oh my God, this is so cool. See, this is what happens when you purchase from somebody who gets your world. (laughs) Yes. And these launch events, we do everything from, we can help you with the invitation to strategically have key things on there that will, you know, ensure that you have a successful event. So, I mean, the success of the esthetician and the spot owner is infused in literally everything that we do from, you know, ingredient choices to keep the, I know that some of these products, for instance, our massage butter is our back bar massage oil, which a lot of lines don't have. And they say, you know, oh, just use the facial oil. And I'm like, no, my estheticians will go through that in one day, you know? So we, we made a massage oil that's, you know, cost-effective and affordable. Actually, my massage therapist even use it. It's a really nice oil that doesn't stain the sheets and it smells great. It doesn't clog the pores. You don't need to feel like you need to wash it off after. So things like that, that we just, you know, it's created by an esthetician for an esthetician for sure. So I'm looking through here. What would I use if I wanted to? I assume you give protocols for different skin types to make that easy because it sounds like you guys have thought of everything. (laughs) Yeah, we have a really thick training binder that you get with every order for sure. (laughs) I'm not a chemical peel girl. I'm not saying they're right or wrong or anything and no judgment. I just I don't do them in my practice. So I like to use enzymes. Would I use the cherry pepper peel? Is that kind of like something you'd use prior to extractions or, you know, to provide a nice exfoliation? Yeah, the cherry pepper peel is one of my favorites in the treatment room. It's my favorite to personally use before any event, but it's a 30% vitamin C. There's a little stingle with it. I would say maybe a three on a one to 10 scale. And, but it's just great for instantly brightening and evening the complexion. Oh my God. I'm going to steal that word from you. A stingle. I've never heard that before. That's (laughs) a perfect way to describe what a client should feel when you put anything active on their skin, right? Yeah. And, you know, you do have those clients where if it's not singing, it's not working. So we do have that one. And then we have the blackberry lime fruit foliant. It has a bunch of different natural fruit acids going into it. And there's no tingle with that one unless you have compromised skin. You might feel that one a little bit. But um, that one's a nice alternative for I guess, a less aggressive exfoliation. I don't know if I've been spending too much time in a small dark room or if this is like new age and trendy, but can we talk about Lime? Because I see the name of your spa is Lime Spa. Do you have Lime in any of your products? We have the Blackberry Lime Fruit Foliant. Yeah. And that one is actually, it is so natural. We actually recommend keeping that one in your fridge. So yeah, it's an up and coming ingredient and it's the name of my spa, which is Emily spelled backwards, which is how I came up oh, with the line. Oh, very cool. Um, dropped the Y. I thought it was, you know, quick, something easy to remember. And, but yeah, lime is definitely a cool ingredient for being, you know, more just on the natural side and it smells great. Is it a preservative? Like I know it's up and coming, but is there a reason so many people are drawn to this and using it in their products now? I think it's a trendy ingredient. It's nice because it is natural. It's on the citric side. So you are going to have some preservative properties um, for sure. 
Okay. And then I want to talk a little bit about honey because my uncle across the street growing up had a honeybee farm and my grandmother used it for everything. And now I'm seeing it pop into skincare product lines more and more. How are you using this and how does it help our clients achieve results? It is my favorite ingredient to use on people's skin. It's just, it's actually my instructor in esthetician school used to cleanse with it and she looked amazing. Her skin was always glowing and it is just a really cool ingredient. It's kind of the joke for like, you know, put honey on a cut and it cures everything or kind of like apple cider vinegar. I feel like it's a really trendy ingredient right now too. But yeah, so honey we have in a lot of our products. So we are mainly vegan except for the products that we have honey in because I just couldn't go without it. It's such a cool ingredient and it has amazing benefits to the skin. It's just nourishing, healing. It just, yeah, it's a really cool ingredient. I'm in love with it too. And then I want to know, well, you know what? People are probably dying to check out your stuff. Give them the URL that they can go check out all these amazing products. Yeah. So it's called SorellaApothecary.com. It's S-O-R-E-L-L-A and then apothecary, A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com. And if you go to a professional link and then there's a little inquiry form that you can fill out. And that's a great way to start the process if you're interested in setting up an account. Um, Somebody will follow up with you probably most likely within the same day or the next day. And we'd love to set up a call and see how Sorella can be a fit. Okay, perfect. And then also, I think that you answering this question could help a lot of people out there. When you are stepping into creating anything, I don't care if it's a spa or if it's a skincare line and you're looking for a partner, like you're working closely with family members. How do you make that work? Like, how do you make a partnership not turn into a frustration? <laughs> so it hasn't always been, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Definitely. Um, my husband and I try not to talk about work at home because, you know, we have a one and a two year old, so we have enough going on in the household, <laughs> you know, but we have had some heated discussions for sure. My sister-in-law lives in Denver and she is very much so more involved with, she does, you know, all the social media and the marketing and the PR. So we really do have our strengths and we really try and focus on those. I think has been a key you know, factor to our working together. But I think working with family, as many challenges as it has, I think it far outweighs the cons and that the level of trust you have is unlike anything else. You know, it's, it's families. I would highly recommend it. They work with family versus not. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'm going to ask you in just a moment to share some success tips as we wind down today. But first, are you guys going to be able to make it to my October workshop? Yes, I was just looking at the dates and actually we're doing a Live Love Spa event, which if you are an esthetician and if you have one coming to your town or nearby, I would highly recommend. They're really fun. Um, And I think that's in Los Angeles, September 26th. I think your event's just right after that. So yeah, I think I would love to attend that. It looks amazing. I've been following your live events for a few years now and just haven't been able to work it out, but I I think I'd love to attend. Good. I hope you can be there because I think Part of being a practitioner, we get lonely in the treatment room. And that's some of the magic that I've seen happen at my live events is being able to tap into others and have them share resources and just surrounding yourself with people who are out there doing the same thing you are. So you would be an amazing addition. (laughs) If you can find your way there, that would be great. Oh, I love surrounding myself. Yeah, I, I love meeting estheticians. I feel like we all, or when we work together, it's just, it's so much nicer than you know, I think some estheticians kind of get threatened by other people. I think it's kind of silly. I think everybody has skin and I think, you know, we can all work together and share tips and help each other out. Oh, you know what? I have given away pretty much every single one of my trade secrets and it has done nothing 
to affect my business in a negative way at all. I mean, I have some estheticians that are in my courses that come to me to get their eyebrows waxed because they have a spa next door and it has not taken away from my business at all. So you're right. It's good karma. (laughs) Yes. The girls that I seem to attract into my programs and stuff are just absolutely amazing. So I feel lucky for that, but I would love to have you there. So now I feel like you've shared a ton of success tips, but if you, somebody's listening in and they feel like, okay, gosh, maybe I'm struggling or I do want to invest in a new skincare line, but the investment scares me. Just any success tip that you want to throw out there that you think would help our fellow practitioners. Yes. Um, I think hyper-specialized. I think had I done this in the beginning, I would have been a lot more successful. I offered anything and everything that an esthetician could ever do. Um, and I did body scrubs. I don't even know why I was doing that. But I, and I did lashes, which I hated. And so after, I think, that um, first trade show that I went to, I came back and really decided I wanted to focus on, I guess I call it adult acne, but balancing the skin and regimens. And so I really wanted to focus on that and brows because I got really good at recommending facials and products to brow clients, kind of switching my brow clients over to my monthly facial clients. And so I think if you could pick one, maybe two things that you really enjoy doing and you could do all day for free, you know, I think you're going to be more successful. I think someone once told me you can be 50% more successful if you hyper-specialize. And it was scary giving away my lash clients because that was a big chunk of money. But I did it cold turkey one day and it was the best thing I ever did because with the lashes, it was so hard with the timing. You never knew if they were going to come back with two or with 30. And so I felt like I was always just kind of either rushing or had way too much time in between my schedules. So hyper-specialize, we recommend that for all my estheticians at my spa, even though they're all commissioned therapists, they still have their specialties. And we really like to know that right when they're in their training phase. So the front desk can really kind of guide those clients to them. So, and then another one, I think I love this quote. Um, Simon Sinek did a Ted talk on it, but it's about people don't buy what you offer. They buy why you do what you do. And I think that's why Sorella has had, you know, success in such a short time of being a company is I think the success of the esthetician is, you know, everything that we do is surrounded by that. And so I think that's very clear. And I think with my aesthetics, business, the same thing. It was like, it was very clear why I did what I did. I kind of was struggling with my own skin. And so I had a lot of empathy for those kinds of people and I really wanted to help them. So if you don't know your why, I would suggest, you know, maybe figuring that out and, you know, tell your clients why. I think people do want to know that and they want to know your story. Well, it's funny because the two things you've mentioned so far, I open my workshop with this (laughs) deep dive into figuring out your why, because I really do think once you can fine tune that and tap into it, everything in your whole beauty biz world changes. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. It just, it makes everything easier. It made everything from the beginning of planning Sorella so much easier knowing that it was surrounded by the success of the spa and the esthetician. So Yes. Yeah, you can um, seriously, it, it, it just makes even selling your retail products feel less salesy and ish, icky and pushy and desperate. So thank you for mentioning that because I don't know if many people understand the importance of it. Yeah, I know I didn't at the beginning and it definitely isn't something that's easy, you know, but I mean, I think most estheticians in general get into, you know, this industry because we've usually struggled with our skin or we know somebody that has or, you know, but um yeah, I think letting people know your story is also a cool thing because it establishes you as the expert and makes you a little bit more credible. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. So any more success tips you want to pass along to help our, our fellow beauty biz practitioners? 
I'll leave you with one more. You know, I think as estheticians and even as, you know, a skincare line co-founder, I wear so many hats. And I think, you know, as a one-room esthetician and even a, a five-room spa owner, it, you know, you're the bookkeeper and sometimes you're the cleaning person and you're the marketing person and, you know, the esthetician and the front desk person. So I think I really excelled or my spa really, you know, experienced another level of success when I started focusing on what I'm good at and hiring out the rest. So easier said than done. This is at a point when I was still working in the treatment room and all of my paychecks were going back into the spa. But it really, you know, if you can focus on your strengths and I think you're just going to be that much more successful. There's this great book, Strength Finder 2.0. I don't know if you've read it, Lori, but it's really cool how it just teaches you to focus on your strengths versus building up your weaknesses. So um, I probably should focus on it because I'm all about delegating. I think it just makes it easier. And, you know, I think we're operating at our best when we're doing what we're good at and it feels good and it feels right and it's fun and it's effortless. So if we can focus more on that and less on the things that stress us out, you're going to be more successful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Again, just in case anyone missed it prior or when we mentioned it previously, will you just give your URL one more time so they can find you on the web and check out all your awesome branding and and incredible looking products? Oh, thank you. Yes. So it's sorellaapothecary.com. S-O-R-E-L-L-A apothecary.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy day and sharing the inspiration and motivation and some cool success tips with us. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Lori. You are just, I mean, you're doing amazing things for our industry. And I think another big success tip is having a success coach too. I would highly recommend that to everybody. I haven't met one successful person that didn't have a coach along the way or somebody that kind of mentored them. And I think finding somebody that's in our industry too is so important because we have this unique industry that I think people that aren't in it don't really get. So I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad we finally connected. I know this has been a long time in the making. So Here's to the start of a great new friendship. Thanks so much for being here. (laughs) Thanks, Lori. Look forward to meeting you too. Okay. Bye, Emily. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show.